0: Hi folks, it's Den Lenny here again from fstopacademy.com with another podcast from Cinegear 2013. In this podcast, we talk to Convergent Design, to Mike Shell. Now, I've been talking to Mike, I think, over the last four or five years at various trade shows as different products come to market. And these guys have got a brand new product called the Odyssey 7Q, which is a seven-inch OLED monitor but with the ability to upgrade it to be a raw recorder and a compressed recorder for you know high-end workflows. So if you are looking to shoot at a higher bit rate than your camera is possibly able to do internally, then the Odyssey 7Q is going to be a really interesting product to look at. It's so incredibly feature-packed. It's ridiculous. Um, it was announced at Neb this year. And we spent ten or so minutes with Mike and Alistair Chapman, who is a cinematographer who runs around the world shooting storms and high-end uh, sort of stock footage, and he's been working with Conversion. Um, testing their equipment and it's a really fabulous product so in this podcast um, Mike explains some of the features and walks you through what is available on this product and Alistair gives us some insights from actually using products like this in the field so here's the podcast Mike tell us a bit about where you're at with the Odyssey 7q and if anyone hasn't uh, experienced what the Odyssey 7q is all about can you tell them a bit about
1: it sure so Basically, the Odyssey 7Q is a marriage of two different technologies, one of a 7.7-inch OLED monitor with a recorder built into it in, in one particular unit like that. So the monitor functions, it includes all the professional monitoring functions, like waveform, focus assist, false color, vectorscope, histogram, etc. All the things you expect, beautiful 7.7-inch OLED so you get the, the true blacks, like that and great, great contrast that happens because of the OLED. So that's the base unit. The base unit also on the 7Q includes DNX HD and a new codec, which we can announce, that will uh, support 4 to 2 recording up to 60 frames per second. So that comes as the base unit. And then you can add on a whole series of codecs that you purchase or rent directly from our website. And so those codecs include things like ARRI-RAW, Canon C500, uh, Wisecam-RAW, and FS700-RAW. Those are the primary ones like that to do it. So you go to the website, you put in your credit card, and you can activate that key, so to say, for just a short period of time, or you can do it permanently like that. And today we're showing it, we just finished making it work with the FS700, and we're showing 240 frames per second 2K-RAW at the show, which is
0: uh, pretty amazing actually. Now, you've been making products for quite a number of years now, I mean I I remember your very first unit, uh, the conversion design, uh, what was the first one called? It was the the Flash XDR. Flash XDR was the first one we made uh, back in 2008. It was kind
1: of a big box which uh, stored uh, video, compressed MPEG-2 video on compact flash cards. And then we followed, uh, next year after that, with a nano flash, which was a Reduced size, quite a bit smaller, still use the Impact 2 codec from Sony, still going to compact flashcards, and then the year after that we put two nano flashes together and made that into nano 3D, and got that just in time for the 3D wave. And then the following year we came out with the Gemini, which was the uncompressed Airy raw Canon C500 recorder, and then this is the fifth generation recorder with the Odyssey 7
0: and 7Q. Well, the 3D angle brings me nicely into a segue with Alistair Chapman. Alistair, you've been using these products for a number of years. So as a user, tell me about your experience with conversion design products and why you're so excited about the 7Q.
2: Well, my experience of convergent design products has been been fantastic. I mean, the NanoFlash really changed the industry because suddenly you had a portable, affordable recorder, very, very small, very low power, that allowed you to put it on a camera that wasn't perhaps broadcast quality and bring that camera up to broadcast quality. So it brought the cost of owning a broadcast quality camera way, way down, and that was a real big thing. And of course, there's lots of external recorders now. The NanoFlash really led the wave. There's lots of options now. But the, the Odyssey is really exciting because it's such a good monitor. It's an OLED monitor. It's you know, one of the best sort of screens. You can get very, very high contrast and very high brightness. Um, and the blacks are truly black, unlike LCD. An LCD screen, the blacks are never truly black. So you have a really good monitor that's really gonna tell you what you're shooting. But then you know, maybe just one project comes along one day and you need just for that project to shoot raw, you just rent the raw codec just for the time that you need it you don't need to fork out a large sum of money to own it you just use it as you need it and that's going to help a lot of smaller uh, independent production companies with their budgets and everything else where you know big upfront costs are quite hard to deal with sometimes much easier on a, a job by job basis to pay for what you need so it's a, I think it's a really exciting unit and actually it's a lot it's a lot more um, uh, elegant than Sony's raw recording option. It's a a monitor that also records, whereas with the Sony 4K option you've got to have this interface box and then you have to have the raw recorder and all the stuff that goes with it. And I'm not quite sure where you're going to mount it or where you're going to put that. And then if you want a monitor as well, it's another box. So this is a far more elegant solution.
0: And Mike, this does so much more than what it, it seems at first. Talk me through some of the functionality. We've got a whole load of touchscreen functions, but you're also mentioning there's something about you can put four streams of HD and record a, a, quad, like a quad split, but actually four channels of video. Talk me through some of the functions.
1: Well, the quad split in particular, as you mentioned, is probably one of the most interesting capabilities of the product. So you can actually take four HD cameras. They don't have to be gen-locked, okay? They can be separate and hook them into the unit and you get a quad split on the unit, so you see camera ABCD on the unit, and then you get two outputs, okay? So one of the outputs is a quad split, and the other output is any one of the four that you're doing. And you then can fire it to record all of them. It's a compressed codec only. We can't do uncompressed because we don't have that kind of bandwidth. But you record all four in parallel to four independent files. So it's basically, think of it like a, nano flash times 4 with a monitor built into a recorder that weighs about 1.3 pounds and draws 8 to 15 watts of power.
0: So I mean, talk to me, the media, you, 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 you sell, not proprietary media, but you sell a very high specification of SSD. Talk me through why that's so important, why someone can't just go out and buy SSDs from elsewhere. Well, we, we did, we, the reason
1: we did this is... We have a lot of experience making on the motion picture industry, where we've got, oh, somewhere between 100 and 125 films that have been shot on the Gemini, like that. And the quality of the SSD is of critical importance because you just cannot afford to do the shoot-over. Sometimes you can never do the shoot-over again. And one of the things that you run into problems with is if you ever lose power while you're recording you can trash most SSDs. And that could mean anything from, yeah, I can't read the file, and maybe I can, I'll send it to the manufacturer and let them try to recover it. Or it could be that the SSD is a brick and that you lose it, it's gone forever. So what we've done here on the Odyssey is we've gone to an enterprise class SSD, which is intended to be used in servers. And it has special circuitry inside of it, a big capacitor basically, such that if you lose power while you're recording it will write out all the information close all the files like you're supposed to and you don't lose the data and that's just so critical you know when you're doing any
0: kind of shoot i mean you know you do a lot of shooting a lot of critical stuff a lot of stock library how important is is robustness of media to you and what does this mean to you
2: a robustness of your media is your number one concern because, I mean, I, yeah, I've been out shooting tornadoes this last week and that footage is incredibly valuable. If my media had failed for whatever reason, I can't go back and reshoot that. It's impossible. I've invested a lot of money in that shoot. So reliability of the media is paramount. I, I, you cannot skimp on your media, and it's a big mistake. I think a lot of people make. They skimp on their media, and they may go for two, three, five years and never have an issue. But then one day, on one occasion, it will bite you. And it only takes that one time, that one occasion. It could put you out of business. You could end up with a lawsuit, all sorts of things. If you're, you know, if you failed to take due diligence and use a media designed or that's suitable for the purpose that you're doing. You really have to be very careful with media. It's, it's vital. It's, it's, it's your, you know, it's, think of it as dollar bills, basically. If, if you lose them, you lose them. And, and it's the same with your data. So you need to be very careful with media choice. Now, Mike, uh, one thing that's really clear to
0: me looking at the Odyssey 7Q here, and I appreciate for the folks that are listening to this, they can't see one in front of them, but they can go to the website and, and check it out. Just walk me through the on screen controls here. There's a lot of controls, but it all seems very intuitive. Just walk me through them. Okay, so if I go down here on
1: the bottom, what I've got is uh, applied LUT, so you can turn that on or off. Then I've got quad split, and the way the quad split works is it will, if you just have a single input, it splits the screen into four quadrants. So you get a live, I think it's false color, waveform and vector scope. I think is the way we've done it. So you can see them all automatically. Anyone that you want to zoom into, you just touch it and it goes full screen. I like that to do it. Next one is uh, onion skinning. This is an interesting one. That now that's an interesting name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually it, is, uh, it goes back to historical because uh, it goes back to the way that people used to make cartoons and where you'd use onion skin paper to go from one frame to the next. And what onion skinning does is allows you to record a reference frame and store it in the unit, okay? And then you put live video on top of it and you can do
0: opacity adjustment between the two of them. Now, for example, can you store that for a long period of time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it it goes on the uh, goes on to the SSD. Because I used to do a lot of property shows, a lot of makeover shows, and we used to literally get a China graph pencil and mark up the nine inch monitor. So that's a phenomenal function. Yeah, yeah, we had lots of requests for it, like that to do
1: it. You can go back and make sure set. your set is correct, everything's set up the way you had it yesterday, by just pointing the camera in there and do a reference back and forth. Like I say it's a, it's a zero to 100% opacity slider that you can look at that. So then we have false color, so you can set, uh, it's, it's four levels of fa- or five levels of false color that you can adjust up and down. And then uh, focus assist. And there's multiple ways that you can do focus assist. So We don't have it set up right here to show you. But uh, you can do edge focus assist and we could take you and show you the more detail on that. But it's a nice feature. And then zebras, we have uh, two levels of zebras. So depending upon the level, the zebra will go from top to, to bottom left to right or right to left on things. So I think it's one direction if it's below 70% and another direction if it's above 95%, those are programmable like that. And then uh, over here we've got waveform. So we have RGB and Luma waveform. And then we've got a histogram, if you look at that. And then vectorscope and then one-to-one pixel mode. So you can drop it in one-to-one pixel and really see the detail. The basic screen is 1280 by 720 like that do it and then uh, oh, hide screen so you can hide the screen hides all these menus right here and, and so you can see everything like that and then we've got audio bars like that in the production unit they'll actually be four channel like that do it and then across the top you have a menu function right here for setting up the unit you've got the temperature and the uh, voltage of the incoming battery and then you've got the frame rate here which is 240 frames per second, 2K, FS700 RAW, then a start button if you wanted to use that. Most of the time you use just camera trigger, of course. This is the number of minutes on the SSDs, the left and the right. This is an eject button for ejecting the SSDs where we close all the files at the very end of it. Then record or play mode selection. And then this is the actual kind of camera that you are shooting. And so one of the things we're doing with the Odyssey 7 is you're going to actually tell us what camera you're using. And then we automatically set up the unit. So there'll be a whole long selection, to say, uh, ARRI RAW or C500 or FS700. And if we once we know that, then we can set up the camera trigger and we can set up the LUTs for you automatically. So a lot of that background setup stuff, it, you'll be taken away from you. It also has, the osc 7 auto, automatically detects the frame rate. So if you change the frame rate in your camera, we follow that for you automatically. If you turn on Veriframe, if you're on like an Alexa, we turn that on for you automatically. So we try to make the thing really, really simple to use. Uh, in the final version of the product, all the menus are going to be one level deep. That's as deep as we ever go. So it's going to be super flat level uh, uh, menu structure. So simple to
0: operate and make changes. And just finally, the inputs that we can get in this. I noticed there's, there's quite a number of different inputs. Number of, Oh, number of inputs. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. So it has
1: kind of an interesting structure on that. It has six SDI inputs and it are inputs and outputs and it has HDMI in and HDMI out. Okay so the SDI inputs are set up this way there's two in, there's two out that are dedicated and there's 2 bidirectional. And the bidirectional can be either ins or outs. So in the final configuration you can set the camera up the recorder up in basically two ways. Four in and two out or two in and four out so we can flip those bi-directionals to become inputs or outputs so it gives you a lot of flexibility you can take in for example c500 raw from the Canon on two inputs and then you can send four of them out to a to a 4k monitor from for monitoring purposes like that
0: and just finally what,
1: what's the power requirements for this unit uh, when you're just doing monitoring without recording eight watts and then it can go up to as high as 15 watts if you're recording 240 frames per second. And in terms of voltage that it can take? Very wide. It's uh, 10 to 34 volts. So we tried to cover a whole wide range of chemistry and the voltage has got reverse voltage protection so if you plug in your DTAP cable backwards, which most people have, it won't fry the unit. It just won't work but it won't fry the unit.
0: So finally from Alistair. Alistair, as a user, tell me why you're so interested in this unit
2: it's compact it's neat it's a it's a great monitor it has a huge range of codecs and i like just like the idea that you know if one day i need something that i don't have i can just go online and download that key and it's there straight away but i don't have to invest in something that i might need one day so it's a it's and it's neat it's just really neat it's a cool product simple as that really is
0: alistair chapman mike shell thank you both very much
2: you're welcome